Good morning, church family. Good to see you here. And those of you joining us virtually, it's good to see you too. Well, at least I'm imagining it, you sitting there or sitting on your couch. But good to see you and good to have all of you here. It is sunny outside and the storm did not take out our power in Brunswick. I don't know if it did anywhere else, but hopefully all of you have power and are doing well. So thank you again. Thank you, Topsom Strings, for coming and joining us today. It's good to have you here. I appreciate that. And a quick reminder that um, the 26th, fourth Sabbath of the month, it will be a radically different schedule. Outreach Sabbath, breakfast at 9, worship at 9.45, outreach and Sabbath school at 11.15. We're trying something new. Yes, it's radical, but we're trying something new, especially to facilitate outreach so we don't have to try to come back or risk missing our worship service. We're doing that first so then we can launch out and however long outreach takes, it's not going to keep us from being present together for our worship service. So, Today's teaching is called A Call to Come Out. Now, this is going to be mostly review for probably just about everybody here. It's going to be mostly review, but it's a critical review. As I was preparing for today's teaching, I was moved by the fact that for me, this is a topic that I need to come back to, that I needed to come back to, a personal reflection and... um, Let's just pray. God, please be our teacher this morning. We need you present with us. And so I'm just asking that the teacher would be here. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm just going to tell you straight up, this is a call to to missional living. And it's kind of an emphasis I'm doing in the beginning part of this year. Missional living quite simply means living your life on the mission of Jesus. That's really all it is. Um, And sometimes as human beings, every single one of us who are followers of Jesus, sometimes we can make the, we can kind of depend on somebody else. Well, you know, we're we're doing our life and we're waiting for such and such committee, church committee, to put together some kind of ministry or outreach. Or we're waiting for so-and-so to give us a call. Or we're waiting for a friend to come along and say, hey, I'll do that with you. We, We kind of, We have a tendency in following Jesus to take the back seat in mission. That every now and then we can find ourselves sitting in that back seat where we're kind of waiting for someone else to get the ball rolling. And that back seat posture is a direct limit to the mission power of God in your life and to your mission engagement and to our mission engagement as the family of God. Because as long as the family of God is composed of members who are generally waiting for somebody else to lead the charge, the entire church is is kind of sitting in the mud. And so as individuals, our response to the call of God into mission is absolutely critical for the corporate body to have that motion that can begin moving in sync. So this morning, that's it is a call for us individually to reflect on our response to the call of Jesus to follow. I want to begin with, I've put this little word up there, the call to follow Jesus is first of all not a call to a program. And sometimes we can kind of confuse mission and ministry and a life on mission with doing a program, but it's not. It's a lifestyle 
of ministry with Jesus, a life with God. Let's begin with looking at the great missionary, the one giving the call. Luke 15, verse 4, Jesus telling a parable reflecting on himself. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? So you have this God who is fundamentally a missionary God, fundamentally a God who goes to seek the lost. And so when we encounter God in Scripture, we encounter a God who is also, or who is inviting us to join the mission of going and seeking lost people. So we're going to look at that. There are three passages from Scripture. They all share some similarity. And all three of them, when we reflect on them, give three basic points I'm actually going to give you a little opportunity after we go through the three passages to see if you can pick out the three kind of thematic elements related to the idea of being a follower of Jesus. We're going to start in Genesis 12. By the way, who is this passage talking to? Genesis chapter 12. Anybody have a guess? Yeah, you're sort of right. If I'm going to get technical, it's actually a call to Abram, who is living in Ur. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. By the way, I picked three Bible passages, but this is a thematic element in Scripture, not relegated to these three passages, but they work for us this morning. So call out, leave. I'm going to take you to another land. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Remember, you're looking for three thematic elements, so be thinking about that. And then the verse continues, or the message continues in verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. I will cause him, excuse me, curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be That is the call of Abraham. So Abraham is called out. Can you imagine what it would have been like to be called out from a settled life in Ur, which was a rather good place to live, into an unsettled nomadic life? He's going from being, uh, from again, from that life he knows to a completely unknown life. And if you were a traveler back then, you knew that traveling had its risks. It wasn't safe to go across, to go out and strike out on your own like it is to go from here to California. You are pretty much, if you're doing that, worried about gas stations and food stops and flat tires. But those would be the least of your worries if you were Abraham heading out to an unknown land. So this idea of heading out, um, let's keep going here. And uh, this next call is actually quite similar to the one we've just read, and we find it in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, and you know what he said, right? Simple, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Are you seeing any parallels? Can you maybe pull out three common elements from these passages? I'm going to look at one more. It's, it, 
it's, it doesn't have as obvious these three pieces. You kind of have to get them by implication, but it's definitely connected thematically. Revelation 18, come out of her, my people, <coughs> lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plague. So now I'm going to put it out to you, and I'll repeat for those of you watching, you probably won't hear the audience, but I'll repeat it so you can hear it. Uh, okay, three thematic elements. Anybody pick up three thematic elements in these passages? Don't overthink it or be afraid of the wrong answer. Three thematic elements related to this idea of the topic. If I say more, then I'm going to start giving stuff away. Yes? Okay, there's a go, there's a go, and you're, it's, you're getting there, you're getting there, you're, you're touching on it. There is go, there is go, but it's, call. it needs a call, yes. So that's the going. The going is listening to the call, yes. <laughs> yes, there's a call, and that call is really important. That call, by the way, doesn't necessarily mean a call like Abraham. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think this is still leftovers from COVID. We're... we're Weeks past infection, but er, that was earlier in January, so still some congestion. Um, Abraham is called out to leave his family, but he's called to leave his family not so much because God needs somebody who, who's a nomadic traveler, but because the context in which Abraham lived was not conducive to step two or part two or number two of the three pieces. So anybody think of number two, what number two might be from these three passages? Okay, you got to number three. You got to number three. Good job, number three. But we're going to look at number two first. Okay, that's good. That's kind of, it's, you're, you're like, you're getting there. But that's not the whole thing for number two. It's part of it, but very good. Listen, I'm asking you to shoot in the dark, so all the answers are, are good answers. And you can't answer again because you answered one. So anybody else have a number two? It, Brian was on it. Follow, yes. So see, Brian, you got the part of it, but now we, we kind of get the whole piece. So there is an exiting a place, and specifically this morning, being aware that it's not necessarily leaving a location, it can be, it was for Abraham, and in fact it was for, or it was for Abram, it was also to some degree for the disciples. There was a leaving the fishing boats, the location by the seashore, and in fact in that case going on a nomadic lifestyle. So, so the call to come out though, really important for us to recognize that it does come to all of us. And it is at least a call to come out of the place we are culturally, spiritually, etc. A coming out. And that's really important for us to think about this morning because I'm going to ask you at the end to, re to reflect. And I want you to be reflecting as I, I'm teaching this morning. Sometimes we have responded to the call. Kind of a big response. But what about subsequent responses? Is God in some way perhaps calling to you? You've been sensing it over the last few months, maybe the last week. Is there a call in your life 
to do something to move out of a place you're at. That's, that's what we're talking about this morning. And it's really important for you as an individual and even for us corporately that as individuals we respond to that call because our life depends on it. The mission impact of the church depends on individual members of the corporate body following the personal call. Again, the church, the church gets stuck in the mud when individual members fail to personally follow the call. That's where I was thinking this morning as I'm reflecting and, and getting ready. I'm compelled to ask the question, am I really following? Like I may be fulfilling my duties as pastor and doing what I think needs to be done, but it gets really personal to the question, am I really responding to the call of Jesus to step out, to take the risks, to do what he's calling me to? Am I responding to that call? Again, that can all be lost in kind of the, the busyness of life and waiting for someone else to pick up the phone, waiting for some other people to come up with a plan. The call and response starts individually and then begins to gain momentum, perhaps corporately, but it starts individually. And the power of the movement is grounded in the individual response to the call, not from the pastor or the elders or the ministry committee or the big mission plan, but to Jesus personally. There's number three, and we actually have all three because Patty gave us number three. There's the call out. The call out means to leave some place, either metaphorically or literally, definitely metaphorically, maybe literally, and move into another place. And that other place is called following. That other place is a, is, and, he, and here is Bill Hall's definition of, of that other place. Uh, no, it's uh, there. A disciple was one who committed his all to follow a master teacher. That's responding to the call. Are you? Am I? Listen, it's easy to, to do the YouTube thing, the whatever else thing where we're watching somebody else and we're waiting for somebody else to make the call. We're waiting for someone else to do the hard work and then tell us what our work is, Right? But I'm telling you, discipleship is not about waiting for somebody else, even me, to do the hard work and tell you what to do. Discipleship is fundamentally grounded. Yes, teaching ministry, it's all through the Bible. So teaching ministry is important. But fundamentally, you and I are meant to hear the voice of God. In fact, the new covenant, God says there's coming a time when nobody's going to need to teach anybody else because they'll all like, be responding to me directly. They'll all know me. So there is this sense in the Christian life where you and I need to be hearing that voice, practicing, leaning into hearing the voice of Jesus and responding to it as an individual. Teaching stuff, all of that, yes, it's helpful, it has its place, it's part of the biblical model, but there is also that sense in which you and I need to be in tune, personally responding, stepping out of the place, whether that's distractions, Location, whatever it is, moving from that place into a place more fully being with Jesus. Learning from him because then we get to number three. And I'll put all three on the screen for you. Number three is because God 
wants to bless the world through us. It's fascinating that the call of Abraham has those three elements. Abraham, come out. Clearly, follow me. I'm taking you to a land, a prom- promising you a special land for you. And in the process of you following me, I will bless you. And then, number three, you'll be a blessing to the people around you. In fact, Abraham, the promise to Abram was to bless the world. The same thing shows up in that shorter call to the disciples. Follow me. Move from the place you're at into following me. That's implied in that first instruction. And I will make you fishers of men. You will be a blessing. That's the whole paradigm. See, that's why this call is is inseparable from mission effectiveness or what we could say contributes to missional living. It's the individual follower moving from where they're at because where they're at is in contradiction and conflict with where they need to be following. And the purpose of following is to bless I told you none of this was new, but the challenge I want you to really be thinking of is to say in your heart, God, is there some place you're speaking to me where I'm being pulled from, following you that I need to step out from where I'm at and into more fully following Jesus so that you can expand my life in blessing and goodness and ministry to my family, my business, my town, my city, maybe even the world. That our mission effectiveness corporately is grounded, seriously, it's grounded in your response, my response. I can do lots of planning and pull committees together, but if I'm not responding as an individual to the call of Jesus then all of that stuff falls flat on its head because fundamentally it's about me, you, responding personally to the call of Jesus and being made into people who make a difference in the world around them, people who are world changers, people who are blessers, givers, not takers. There is this passage rather familiar to us as actually it's it's different i was thinking of a different passage but here it is this one you may be familiar with it jesus sent out the 12 with the following instructions do not go among the gentiles or enter any town of the samaritans go rather to the lost sheep of israel as you go proclaim this message the kingdom of heaven has come near heal the sick raise the dead Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Again. Come out from the place you are, whether that's Nets or Ur or wherever it is, into a relationship of following Jesus so that your life is a life of proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, bringing healing to the lives of others on all kinds of levels. You and I are meant for that. The follower of Jesus is called to that place. So I want to give you this question. I want you to think about it. You don't need to answer it, but I want you to think about this question, not necessarily just now, but this week and beyond, to ask yourself, the question. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, been coming to church. 
The call of Jesus still comes to you in the journey. It still means one foot in front of the next. Where is God calling you specifically? And then following up with that, what are you doing about it? We can live life, right? Hearing the call, but not doing anything about it. It's not changing anybody. It's changing us, not in a positive way, but it's certainly not blessing the world. And so what are you doing about it? What am I doing about it? We need to respond to that call individually, personally, because God makes us blessers and givers when we follow the God who is the great giver. I mean, he's not asking us to do anything else he hasn't done. He's, he's not following anybody else. He's leading the way, but in leading the way, he's stepping out of his comfort zone, stepping into our place so that he can bless us. And that's what he wants us to follow in. So, those two questions. And then I'm going to load you with one more thing. I want to do it last week, but last week we was virtual, and I want to do this in person. As you reflect on what, how God is moving you, calling you, and then respond, I want you to do in that context one more thing. I want you to pray for the next 40 days for your three closest neighbors... If they're Seventh-day Adventists, you, you can keep praying for them, but you've got to add someone else. So, but the only three people, I don't want you to pray for more than that. I don't want you to pray for a big list. I want you to focus prayer for the next 40 days through March 19, focused prayer on those neighbors. Just start. Because here's what I'm doing as we focus on mission. Mission, as I mentioned last week, mission begins with prayer. As I'm talking about this week, mission in it, it, Mission requires a personal response to the personal call of Jesus on your life. And this 40 days of prayer helps us put those two together. I'm responding to the call. I'm talking to God about the people closest to me that can use increased blessing. And maybe your three closest neighbors aren't. Maybe maybe those three neighbors don't fit the criteria, but I'm just going to make it simple. Start there. And if for some reason you sense moved, you've got to swap it out for someone else. No more than three. This has got to keep it simple. Pray for those three people. 40 days. I'll remind you more about this as we go on um, through the 40 days. But let me review. Where is God calling you in your life? Is there some way God is speaking to you, inviting you to take another step? What are you doing about it? And then as you're processing that, pray for those three neighbors. Pray blessing into their lives. You can use the prayers in Ephesians. You can use the first part of the Lord's Prayer that I mentioned last week. And just see what God does as you pray for them. No agenda. You pray for them and God will be at work and you'll get to see what God does. As you and I continue to revisit the question of how are we responding to the call to follow. Let's pray. God, thank you. It sounds so silly, so superficial. Jesus told that story of the shepherd. It was a story about you, about him. About you as 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Being committed to mission at whatever cost to yourself. And God, you are inviting us to join you in that kind of giving mission. Thank you for working for our redemption. Now help us to respond to that call on our lives from you personally. In Jesus' name, we are privileged to ask this. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more content or to connect with us, visit us online at brunswickadventist.church.com.